My name is Dakota Williams, and my baby's name is Sincere Person. Sorry, audience, that's not what I wanted to play. De- that was part of the same Dvorak thing, the uh, uh, um, business I was playing last week. And when I played it, um, Daphnades, who's a, she plays the Fagoda or something, Fagoda, which is a, a cello or something, a bassoon. She plays the bassoon, and she said that her favorite um, bowel movement is the fourth bowel movement of this item. All right, so here it is. For her. And I took. Thank you. 
Because I, I thought it was a crank call. Can you tell her what you told me? Hi. Hi, everyone. It's Madge here. Hey, hey. 
I got orange today that I'm eating, and I'm gonna. I already ate one orange, and I noticed today that uh, the DeSantis looked real orange in the news because he finna be uh, running against the Trump, so he got to look real orange. So I'm celebrating by eating some out. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna call Reagan, but I want to tell you that everybody wanted Reagan to come on the show. There were so many people that wanted him on there. Yeah, it, it'll be extra, but don't, don't bring us no diapers with waste in it, please. Okay. If you mean it's for a bowel movement waste? Yes, it is. Is this a serious call? Yes, this is. This month, you know, I have to give myself props because nobody does except for like three people. This is my uh 18th anniversary of podcasting i sometime in november i don't know exactly when 18 years i've been doing this shit and i got nothing to show for it except a bowel movement every day oh uh, that's all I, I didn't understand what you said well who did i don't know i don't know anyway let's try calling reagan let's see if this works i expect technical failures as usual hello please state I your name it. after the tone and google voice will try to connect you Vagina Enwardworthy. Fucking, are you kidding me? Why do I got to prove who I am? She don't know me? Please say your name. Say my name, say my name. Say my name, say my name. Uh, I got text her. I'm being screened. Oh, hello? I was screened. Did it tell you my name in the screening? Well, I was listening to your podcast live on Pride uh, 48, and so it was, it, you know, there was an echo. Right, right. Right, right. right. Now, have you had a an, uh, Krispy Kreme? Nah, uh, not lately, but yeah, I've had them. Was it crispy? No. Not really. It wasn't crispy. No. Oh, not really. It was kind of oh, mushy. Honey. But I'm not really a donut queen, though I do eat them for free most every day. I love a donut. Mm-hmm. Jelly. I do. No, I don't like. I, I don't like um, fruit fillings. Yeah, but I meant. That I like it like a chocolate full filling. I don't. So you prefer Judy as opposed to the rosebud? Mm-hmm. Right. I do. Right. Was it crispy? Right. 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 But I do love a really crispy donut but the thing is donut but the thing is i'm on noom again because i uh, i'm trying to lose weight i'm trying to get down to 150 pounds why because i when i gain weight i gain a lot of it in my face first mm -hmm. and then my neck starts to slope and i, I get fat face like a turkey it's just not a good look you get a little gobbler going i do i do and I always make the mistake of dieting over the holidays. It's so <laughs> counterintuitive. I don't know why I do that, but I do. Well, I always, when I gain weight, it goes straight to my vagina. And I don't know what to do about it. It goes straight to the cunt. Is that why you have such big lips? Mm-hmm. Now, I sent you a question. Oh, I didn't see it. Let me see if I well, yeah, I mean, I sent it a couple a serious days ago. Call? Sometimes you just don't even respond to my text messages. It said something like, "Is this a serious call?" Yes, this I is. I don't believe it to be true. 
and the rumor was that on one of your clips, you have a quart, and then, sorry, a mole, and then on top of the mole, you have a quart, and then there's a tiny little pimple on the quart. Is that true? What was the question? Is all of that true? Mm-hmm. No, and why would you have any sort of information about such a false thing? It's I mean, just word on the street, Madge. That's the word on the what street. What street do you get word about me on? Not Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> I ain't, say, say that I, ain't, I ain't got time for games. I, I didn't understand what say, you say Hollywood Boulevard again. Hollywood Boulevard. Baby, you oh got to hang up because I can't get no in-call because you got me on whatever you're doing. Right. right. What? So can, can I just tell yeah. you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. we have voted in a new city council in West Hollywood. Right. You've got a black, too. You've got a black mayor to compete just, with lesbian. But yours isn't a lesbian, have, right? Uh, her name is. Uh, it, it, the, our mayor is kind of like more of a ceremonial role. Like oh. they take turns. Everybody on city council will, you know, be mayor for a year. What? Uh, but it, they're just, yeah. It, it, but that's, trust me, it's the least of our problems. So uh-huh. it's as far left of a city council as mm-hmm. you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And so this is the thing that they're obsessed with rather than tackling crime or any real problem that's happening in the city. They want to take every street and take away driving lanes and turn them into bicycle lanes. I love it. And no, but yes, it it (laughs) makes sense in some cities and what in Mm. West Hollywood, it doesn't, there's not enough park. I mean, traffic is miserable in Los Angeles, especially in West Hollywood, mm. and there's no place to park. It makes absolutely no sense. Remember what Betty Davis said. She said... Uh, she you are like in the on, chair? On one of the um, no, I don't know late what, night talk shows. I think she John, I think she was on Johnny Carson, and yeah. she said, or he asked, what advice would you give to young actors trying to get into Hollywood? And her response was, take Fountain. And uh, so Fountain, that's what? a joke. I don't get it. Live because. Oh, that's a street thing. The, the, yeah, Man. the traffic is so bad. And right. for such a long time, Fountain was like the one street that would actually move. Right. And now they're, instead of four lanes, they're going down to two lanes with bicycles. Yeah, Larry, Larry David did an episode bad. about that where like, he was some woman gave him some really hot tip. I can't remember the story. It was on his last season, and it, she gave him some really hot gossip. You know, like really meaningful. And she's like, "You have to tell me something." So she gave him, he gave her his shortcut to get across town. And oh yeah, she spread That's it everywhere. Yeah, but doesn't Waze take care deal. of all that? I mean, does that still work when you have, fountain thing work when you have Waze? You know, doesn't Waze well, work? The, the thing. The thing is, is that the traffic is just Uh-oh. so insane here mm-hmm. that it, and every time they build a dense residential area, like no. a, a new 
condo building or right. a new apartment, huge apartment complex. It just makes it worse and worse and worse. So, like, I get in spirit how it would be. Ideally, it would right. be great to have right. a bike lane, but it it's so counterintuitive. And where are your priorities? Like, this is your priority. I walk over human feces every day when I'm taking my dog out for a walk. How do you know they're human? Because the size, Madge. What? The size. Hmm. You mean they're bigger turds? Than bigger d- turds. Really? You. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how come you don't ever mm-hmm. send me any? I'd like to see. Get some. you any poo poo? Yeah, I mean, I would just like to see the pictures. If you seeing human fecus, I would like to see that. No, I'm not. You've abused this privilege before. I have never. I. When have I ever yes, received such a privilege to abuse it? I have sent you pictures of one of my particularly long turds, and you oh, no. your pearls. No, no, no. Why I are you sending me this? No, no, no. Not Betsy Big Turd from you. I They can't yes. be associated with people I know. No. They have to no, be anonymous sorry. You turds. can't turd shame me no. and then ask me to no, give you They have to be pics. anonymous duties. I cannot see a no. friend's. That's like you showing me, sending me a booty hole shot. It would just, I, I it's just. No, it's no, not. No, it's, no, it's no, not. it's disgusting. It's pornographic. It's indecent. But a stranger's <laughs> homeless shirt is fair game. That's fine. It no. really hurt. That really hurts my feelings. That no, you would it should be a homeless turd <laughs> than. A hot young woman like May. Do you know about this? Was it Kylie Jenner or one of those people? Or it was somebody who's dating somebody else. And they were like at some airport in L.A. And she's like, whose jet should we take? Mine or yours? It was one. It was like Kylie Jenner or one of those assholes, which is what your thing makes me think of, because it's like. At one point, are we going to take climate change seriously, Reagan? Because I understand traffic oh, I is saw, bad. I saw what you said earlier on Twitter about the Taylor Swift thing. Oh, it's true, right? That that people Congress acts is more interested in work helping Taylor Swift get tickets than it is. I don't even remember what I said. In other words, well, the, I, yeah. I, I see, I, I see what you're saying, but I think it that's a little bit of an oversimplification. Uh, because I think if you look at people like AOC and people who are, you know, actually <laughs> have some sense of mm. uh, existential dread, they do care about climate mm. and look at how much she got beat up for trying to pass Green New Deal stuff. I mean, that's what everybody used to claim that she right. was so radical. Well, and- yeah, I'm all for Green New Deal. I read like in Naomi Klein's book when she goes into a really great depth about it what a great fucking plan it is it really is it's so smart and so thought out the whole their whole approach is just sort of decentralizing everything and you really have to make it's a huge transformation of society but the problem is i haven't seen any other way i haven't seen anybody suggest anything better and it's just we're sleepwalking through this just like somebody was on one of my grums was saying basically it's like when you're in a, a there's this sociological phenomena where if the other people around you don't react, you don't react. It's like if you're in a room oh, that's it's filling with the smoke. bystander effect. Is that what it is? Where it, like if you're in a room yeah. full of smoke and you look around and nobody's reacting, you don't react either. And then you're all going to die of smoke inhalation. You know, it's yeah, like, it's that's like what's that happening. woman who was raped and killed in New York and some like tenement building and Cheryl everybody Murkowski? heard her screams, but oh. everybody assumed that somebody else is right. the person to call the police. Yeah. 
Well, there's a Tracy yeah. Chapman song about that. In fact, that happened to um, my aunt's uh, brother. He was a, a jeweler, a Hasidic jeweler in New York, and he was murdered in a way that people heard the screams and nobody did anything. Horrifying. <gasps> That's horrible. Yeah, it's really horrible. Did they find the person who did it? Uh, I think so. It was so many years ago. I, I don't I don't know. I think so, yeah. But oh, that's terrible. Know. Yeah, so w- what I was saying about mm-hmm. the um, about Congress is yeah. that this is, I think, revamping uh, or, or putting Ticket regulations master. on that industry is probably a lot less partisan. Mm-hmm. And it, it benefits both Republicans and Democrats. I, I did a tweet right before the midterm saying yeah. what we need that really our approach to government needs to be uh instead of looking at things on like state levels we need to have a government for rural areas and a government for urban areas because that's the difference between red and blue when you look uh-huh. at maps like the rural juror the rural juror mm-hmm in other words, we need to make politics more localized. Mm-hmm. Local and politics actually I, I works. I think that would yeah. solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, that's one thing the Green New Deal is trying to, was trying to set out to do is to like make all utilities localized and all these, you know, so that way the money is circulating with inside of the the locality, you know, so that you would have every well, you tell city... kind of scare me because look at yeah. what happens with Texas; they're off the national grid. Well, that, that's the reason why they have so many problems. Yeah, now. that's true. They're idiots, though. Um, yeah, they suck. I don't know. It's like, but the thing is, I I really liked the Campbell Soup kids because, like, and turns out there was an article in New Yorker. I think it was New Yorker about. There's a woman who's kind of behind it. There's no mastermind per se, but it's this psychi- psychologist who lives in Brooklyn and like a you know career lady, and she's kind of behind. She's been putting a lot of money into these kids that are throwing the soup at the paintings, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of I kind of like it. I kind of like it because people need to I'm wake the fuck it. up. I, you can't like you're not like people need to wake up, and these paintings don't even get hurt. They're just like fucking covered yeah, in glass. Yeah, I know they're behind glass, but I mean yeah. that's. I'm just not into it. Why? It kind of reminds. I, I so I did a a study on the Westboro Baptist Church mm-hmm. that looked at how their message, regardless of their intention, is ends up having pro LGBTQ implications. Meaning that people look at their message and the way they delivered and they say, Ooh, mm-hmm. wow, if that's what homophobia looks like, mm-hmm. it looks like protesting the, you know, a fallen soldier's funeral, mm-hmm. then I don't want to have anything to do with that. And when people are throwing soup on paintings or super gluing their hands yeah. to cement right in front of, uh, that's the effect I believe it has mm-hmm. people look at it and go, Ugh, that's so insufferable. It turns them off. It's kind of like these people who go into a fast food restaurants and they're, or, or the supermarket and they're dumping milk all over the aisles. I don't think that is a very persuasive message. I haven't people. seen that, but. Oh yeah. That's another big thing that people are doing now. Yeah. That vegans go in and they drop, drop milk. I mean, that's a, that's a fair argument, except it, it kind of makes sense, except for th- that people aren't doing shit about climate change anyway. It's not like, like, Oh, now I'm going to stop 
caring about the climate because somebody threw soup, even though, you know, and let me get back into my SUV, even in, you know, one, one author, and it was another New York, I think it was another New Yorker article. They, they were giving instructions on how to like deflate the tires of SUVs. They're giving instructions in the fucking New Yorker, like how to take now that's direct action. That to me is interesting. Yeah. That's interesting because it, it, that at least breaks down the ability for people to pollute as much as they're polluting. And, they and it said, might make somebody say, oh gosh, like if people are doing this to SUVs, yeah. I don't want to buy one because a, I don't want that shit to happen to me. I mean, I'm a big fan of direct action. Whatever direct action works for you, I'm a big fan of it because it's like people actually doing something that can make a difference. But, you know, she said the important thing is you have to leave a note. Like you can't just like deflate their tires. You have to leave a note that oh, says, yeah. I am doing this as a direct action to fight climate change because you you are driving this car, which is, you know, naughty. But then I also saw a statistic that's basically like every, like it's an insane statistic that every single trip of a private jet takes as much fuel as to you know enough energy to power a european city for a year or something it was insane there and then bill maher goes on his show and he he browbeats people about climate change and he, then he flies to his gig on a private jet i just think private jets should be banned i mean i can't take anybody seriously who flies in a private jet and why does the president still fly around on this army of 747s it's ridiculous i know he needs security but how come in england they just fly commercial and they fly, you know, they just fucking fly commercial. <laughs> and we have to have this fucking ridiculous plane and then these these tour buses and, the, you know, the 70 limousines. It's fucking ridiculous. President Biden needs to fly Spirit. Right. Okay? Absolutely. He'd love it, too. He'd love <laughs> it, that little tray. Actually, Even. doesn't Biden, isn't one of the things that made him super relatable mm -hmm. was that he would take Amtrak? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to take Amtrak to go back to, from D.C. to wherever the fuck he's from, Delaware or whatever. Yeah. Now, I saw a movie so that relatable. you love, Madge. What is it? The Menu. Okay, never heard of it. It's, it's the new movie with Rafe Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy. You would really like it. You mean Angelina Jolie, or are you just pronouncing, pronouncing her name weird? No, that no, Anya Taylor-Joy. That's Angelina she's Jolie. The one, she's the one from that, that gambit television show about don't know it, but i love ralph fines he is he's fine what's it about is. Is it, it's called the menu it's about a restaurant yeah so, so yeah it's about like a uber you know how like super rich people will spend fifteen hundred dollars a plate for this entire dining experience like for the uber wealthy no. and so it's kind of like oh. i haven't seen triangle of sadness but there's now this uh, a lot of movies that are uh -huh. tapping into how people are basically pissed off at the Uber rich right, right. for all of their privilege. So what, what you know, like yeah. there was a period where a bunch of like upstairs, downstairs television mm. shows like Downton Abbey yeah. or below deck, that television show were really popular. And now it's evolved into, okay, well, what would happen if we can flip the relationship? And now the yeah. people who are, taking care of the rich get to turn the table. I think I might've seen this. It sounds really familiar. The menu. I'm going to go. Is it, it's not new, is it? It, yeah, it just oh, it came out. Oh, it just okay. Came out, I think a week ago I saw it I last know. night. I finally figured out how to watch the movies. Now at AMC, they have a $5 Tuesday deal. Oh. $5 all day, not just matinee at night too. 
Anna Taylor Joy. I see her. Very cute. How come everyone's oh, yeah, white gorgeous. in this? Oh no, Hong Chow isn't white. I was worried. I was like, how can they have still have a movie where everyone's white? Oh, Jot and Lesbian Gazama's in it too. Oh yeah, he's pretty good in it. The acting is really great. I, I mean, I always liked him. I, he was so cute. Oh, and Judith Light too. Yeah, that looks. Oh, great. she's so great in it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. She has a smaller role, but she, yeah. you know, she's great in everything that she does. Okay, she, so super Jewish. What? What? I mean, there's so much. I I don't even. I, I find myself less talking about. Maybe it doesn't see it, but I don't talk about the world anymore because I'm old. I don't care, and it's just like everything is so fucking hopeless. Like, how can I even talk about climate? It's so fucking far gone. Nobody cares. Taylor Swift is better. Yeah. But then the sh these fucking shootings, you know. And and they were yeah. saying like, oh, gay people don't have a safe space anymore. I'm like, we didn't have a safe space after the Pulse shootings. Who 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 thought we had a self safe space? You know, this is just more. It's fucking crazy. And now, no, people aren't even talking about gun. I mean, people talk about guns, but in the main in the conversation that I'm watching on the garbage television, they're really not focusing on guns. They're like, how? Could they they're just blaming it on the right. You know, the right wing and all the vitriol and. And all that, which is fine, but yeah, they have fucking guns. They have fucking guns, and it's so easy for any of these crazy people to get guns. And it's like we've just given up that fight. You know, the right keeps getting their incremental wins. They they got abortion banned. They're taking this approach where they just take baby steps, and we're just like, ah, it's so fucking upsetting. I just it's well, terrorism. We, we are this is terrorism. We're a party that doesn't like doesn't like fighters basically fighters we, we look at fighters and we go oh you think just, it's too much and the right loves i was listening to uh the daily podcast and they yeah. just did this thing where it was like a post-mortem for the midterm elections uh -huh. and uh the the guy was saying that the republican party has now full-on embraced anti-democracy uh -huh. Like their talking point now is that the United States isn't truly a democracy. It's a constitutional republic and we need to stop pretending it's a democracy. Oh. And uh, it, it was quite interesting because yeah. the guy was saying how after, you know how Biden gave that speech right before the midterms talking sure. about democracy is on the ballot. Right. And then that pissed off a lot of Democratic politicians because they were like, people care about the economy right now and inflation. And yeah. you're having this abstract conversation, a philosophical conversation about democracy, and it's not going to land with people. But they were saying that commentators for the yeah. New York Times, they were saying that it actually did land, that yeah, people do did, care yeah. about democracy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And and and, the, and I think people are I know Trump is the fucking worst. I certainly wouldn't disagree, but like the way he was so wholeheartedly blamed for the the red wave not happening and just it kind of like to me it was a little insulting to women because don't forget that abortion was just banned. If you're going to blame someone, blame the fucking Supreme Court. I I blame him more than Trump to be honest. I mean, god I mean, they ha people fought against that. I, that's what I see. I mean, it's obviously not just one factor, but I think that's what, I mean, that's got to be huge, right? It's so got to be. The other thing that they talked about in the podcast was mm -hmm. how um, how the Democrats, they were doing these focus groups and yeah. they were trying to, like, they said that Biden has historically been somebody who is anti-labels because he's, 
I guess, is opposed to ad hominem arguments and, you know, wants to talk about the substance of issues. Makes sense. Which could arguably be, you know, one of the reasons why shit never gets done with Democrats in Mm -hmm. power, right? Because they don't know how to fight dirty. But he had historians come in and talk to him and they were like, look, you may not like this, but if you look historically, you need to attach a label to things that you're opposed to. You need to make it a little bit more abstract because, um, Who said and, this? And so at any rate, they, they did these focus groups yeah. and they did word clouds with them. And the problem with the word cloud was that all of the words like anti-democracy or, um, uh, alt-right or you know all of these terms there was nothing that came out as like a large term they were all kind of equally weighted and so they pitched the idea of ultra maga and they argued that what made that really work was that it wasn't pointing the finger just at trump it Mm. was like look at all of what has happened as a result of this like MAGA mindset and how Trump tried to kind of like with the basket of deplorables thing, he tried to reappropriate it, but it totally backfired. Um, And a large part of that is due to the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe versus Wade, because typically when you have Democrats in control of both Congress and the executive branch, then you have legislation that is like, pro-democratic party right like the Mm -hmm. affordable care act and things like that so then it really drives the right-wing base to come out and vote because all this legislation is getting passed that goes against their beliefs right Mm -hmm. but now we are in this like really weird situation historically where you have a democrat you know democrats in control of congress and the presidency yet Roe versus Wade gets overturned. Like all of us, <laughs> the mm-hmm. Supreme Court is ultra conservative. And so, um, right. yeah. The, that's right, really, right. And, and that's the long game that's been going since Reagan that I've seen and I've witnessed because, I mean, I was raised with a staunch belief that there is separation of church and state. I talked about this last week. And my mother made sure, you know, anytime the teacher, you know, if a teacher meant, asked us our religion, we had to report it, she would take us to the principal. This happened more than once. She would sit my ass down with the principal and the teacher, say, this, per- this teacher asked what religion you are, you can't do that. This teacher made my child make a Christmas ornament, they can't do that. You know, like, and then I saw what Reagan did, and he was just sort of just like doing this whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, just blurring the line between separation of church and state, just... People do it all the time with God and, you know, Jesus. And it's not, we, we have, this is not a Christian nation here. This is not. And that's what, and the long game has been to put, make the Supreme Court, it, which is basically like a fucking Taliban, whatever they call those, those assholes, the mullahs in Iran, in Iran, you know, where they just, these governing boards, you know, and then this is real power. And it's we're fucking stuck with it now. These fucking wackos. And you heard about um, Alito twice that he leaked in 2014, yeah. allegedly that um, that other decision, the Hobby Lobby decision, to some other. He's very and, leaky. He and, leaks all over the place. I mean, there's total lots, ground for, lots of precom. There's total grounds for impeachment between for him and for um, Thomas. You yeah. know, it's just. 
It's it's awful. But what do you think, though? Because people like Lady Bunny will often make the argument, yeah, but we should have codified Roe v. Wade. Obama had the chance to do that, you know, when we had Congress. I, what well, do you think I agree that? with that. I, but part of the problem is uh, I'm going to circle back to something that you said before about, well, no, there is there. We are a nation where there's a separation of church and state. And what we've learned over the past, especially decade, mm -hmm. um, but to your point, really since Reagan, yeah. is that some of the things that we just assumed were true are actually quite fragile and yeah. and that they're not constants the way that we would hope that they were, the way we've mm. taught, we're taught they were. I mean, look at um, journalism. When I was taking journalism classes, even in high school, one of the things that was really drilled into us was the idea that a journalist has to remove themselves from the story, mm -hmm. that you don't editorialize. You'd, and here's another thing that's kind of an offset to this. I hate election season because to me, news should not be predictive. In yeah, other words, all the polls, we shouldn't have. Yeah, we shouldn't spend months leading up to an election with right. people going, well, OK, let's zoom in on this map and look at this right. county and oh, try bullshit. to predict because every time they do it, it's wrong. Well, and you know what, John Stewart, it, 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 John Stewart talked about this. I don't know if you watch his new show. It's really excellent. But he had somebody on there. I'm talking about just that. And and they said that the reason we have all this focus on polling, which is just so wrong, demonstrably wrong so often, is that we've lost local news. We've fired local newspapers. So these what happens is the national journalists come in. They swoop down, you know, into a locality and they, you know, they they hear like some some anecdote about, oh, well, I voted for this guy because of, uh, you know, uh, I didn't like the way his hat looked. So then that becomes the narrative. And then they take it back to the studio and they argue with their talking heads about it. And then it just sort of yeah. creates these false narratives. It's all talk. It's all talking heads. Yeah. Well, it, and it really started with the um, O.J. Simpson trial, mm -hmm. where because that was really the birth of the 24 hour news cycle. Yeah. Isn't that wild to think that we, <laughs> you know, were alive when all of that started yeah. and i remember during the oj simpson trial so much of that was predictive news what is the jury going to do mm -hmm. and how are they going to interpret this piece of evidence and it's all mm -hmm. bullshit it's not news it's all talking head stuff it's not right. like here's what actually happened well real news is expensive oh yeah i mean you had to get people to go on to front lines and mm -hmm. report and it, it just it's all just nauseating to me mm -hmm. and i can't stand it and uh, it's just too much right. it's much easier i understand why people like to tune out people yeah. either do one of two things yeah they either lean into it like my stepfather he just sits down in front of fox news all day mm -hmm. and watches it and my mother says Dwayne, it's just the same news story that they're looping over and over and over right. again. You watch five minutes of cable news and you see what they're going to talk about for the entire day. My mother does it too. And she'll have like two TVs on in different rooms and they're all saying the same thing. Well, I think it must loop into the way that an elderly person's brain works. And, and I'm, I'm being completely sincere when I say this. So <laughs> if you look at 
seriously, if you look at the brain at different ages, okay. it gets stimulated by different things. So you know how like a kid can watch a Disney movie 200 oh, times yeah. and they never get tired of it, right? right? And the reason why is because their brain is less stimulated by narrative than an adult. So like for, for us, I see a movie one time and I never want to see it again, no matter how much I liked it, because I know how it ends. Right. Like I know what the narrative is. It's not that exciting to me. A kid is much more into like the aesthetic, the characters, the songs, things like that. They're less anchored to the narrative. And that's why they can watch it over and over again. I think with older people, it may be that it, it could be memory related. Who knows? But there's something about that loop of information. Mm -hmm. and, and also, I think angertainment. Mm -hmm. That's a word that I've heard recently that is entertaining to them. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. But. It's reassurance, too, I think. It's like it's just reconfirming your, your bias, your opinion. It's like, wow, I, I feel like nothing's going right in the world, but these people agree with me. Yay. You know, these people know Although my right. stepfather, you know, my stepfather is a very, I mean, he, he's an, he's truly an independent thinker uh -huh. and he said he voted for Trump, but he said that he, after January 6th, he would never vote for him again. And, but, and he watches Fox and I think he's critical yeah. of a lot of the things that are playing. So it's not just confirmation bias. That's not the only is, reason why he is he, uh, it. Is he retarded? I mean, retired. I say that because my wife, she's she has a thick Peruvian accent, and she gets those two words reversed. It's hilarious. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, Diane's no, retarded. He's, he's not. He still works. Oh, what does he do? He's an apartment builder. Okay. Well, well, I wish my mother would get remarried. I don't think she will. Is she dating? Is Maris dating? Uh not to my knowledge, but she's very busy. She's she's the president of the women's board of her uh, condo association building. Oleg. I could see that. Yeah. Your mom is very nice. Yeah. Very bossy, too. I when, liked her a lot. When I was calling, to, con I offered condolences to my you know, childhood friend's mother, who I hadn't talked to in over 30 years. Such a strange conversation. She's like, yeah, your mother was always telling everyone what to do. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. About what? just everything she's like she always was telling everyone what to do all the mothers i they don't talk i don't know it's weird i don't know i don't know but so you said democrats don't fight i don't know if that's true like then why are democrats supporting uh, ukraine i mean that's that's fighting right i mean i know i don't think it's fight. when i'm talking about fighting remember right before yeah. I forget when we were talking about it, but we wrote one of our criticisms of Joe Biden before actually Joe Biden started getting legislation passed uh -huh. was we said uh, he doesn't fight like he you have to play dirty. You have to bring people into your office and be like, I have fucking dirt on you and mm -hmm. I'm going to use it against you if you don't vote the way that I need you to vote. And that's just not in his makeup, clearly, mm -hmm. and, and compared to somebody like a Trump who that's all he does. Right. I mean, and, and that's why he was, I guess, so effective. Mm -hmm. And why people liked him. Yeah. Right. That's true. Mm -hmm. Right. But then what Democrats do that, I mean, you hear a lot about like the Clintons doing that. Mm -hmm. 
and they're raked over the coals. So when Democrats do it, it's completely unethical. I, th- I don't know. I think it's. Do it, I think the Trump champion the, for it. It's more about authenticity. Like, you know, are you, if you're authentically speaking on anything people yeah, fall, that makes sense. be into I it what you're saying. like that's what i think that's what people are attracted to about trump like he's authentically yeah. himself even though you know he's lies all the time but he's he, there's an uh, there's an authenticity there that you don't get when you're talking with somebody like you know hillary clinton for example clinton, who's just right. so calculated it's, it's, and so focus group you never know everything's a focus group Buttigieg is the same like trying to speak in obama's cadence and always the right thing and never a clear answer and you know those meet the press type people and you know there's no reason why democrats can't be authentic bernie certainly was you know the, that's there's that should be a litmus test for any politician, they have to be authentic. This is what's changed with Trump, you know? You can't be that anymore, you know? I don't know if Biden's authentic. In a way, he is. He's just, you know, I guess he's authentic. I don't know what he, I don't people know what want, he really well, is. Well, people want, well, Pretty simple. I, 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 he probably watches I TV all day. I don't know. No, he Biden doesn't. Biden is know. just, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I sent it to you. Why? The, the, who was when Twitter first went to Musk and he screwed up all of the blue checks and yeah. people were posting as other oh, people, yeah. but they had the blue check. And who was it that was it Trump? Somebody posing as Trump's who wrote, who tweeted, who up playing with a worm? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, were you the one that sent me that thing with that? Or I think it was Deborah where it was like, uh, Jordan Peterson just they this poetic sort of I don't know poetic prosaic heaping praise on Elon Musk for taking over and talked about him uh, you know the bosom you know you the warm bosom of Twitter or something I should find it it was ridiculous and and then some trans person wrote oh he horny he horny <laughs> I gotta find it because it's so there was, there it's was just another crazy. One. One that was like done as Biden. And yeah. What did it say? Something like I was going to retweet it, but it was just too it was too dirty to retweet. Oh. It said something like, uh, "I just put lotion on my 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 deke RN." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw the best parody. Th- somebody sent it to me and. The problem was I would have shared it, but it's so pro-Trump. But like it was just so well done that I couldn't. I mean, maybe see, I'll I'll send it to you privately. But God, it was probably one of the best. Like, so it's basically a bunch of Sanford and Son episodes edited where um, where Trump is Fred Sanford. And the various people play on Esther and they play these hilarious clips and they animate Trump's face. And they're like, the, the women are basically ranging from Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters. So they're all, they all take turns being Ann Esther as Trump insults them. <coughs> it's so fucking good and well done, <laughs> even though it's like totally pro Trump, but you can't help but admire the the craftsmanship. It was just so fucking good. I, I, <laughs> I was love, I love this Twitter meltdown because I've never mm. been into <laughs> Twitter, which is really depressing because that's where I have the most followers I love out Twitter. of all of my social media. Yeah. But I, it's always just been like a cesspool of 
negativity and hate tweeting. And yeah. I just, I, I never liked it, but I love Elon Musk Twitter. Really? I am so into it. I have been on it every single day, doom scrolling. And I, I just get off playing with my <sighs> worm. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I don't know that I'm enjoying it. I maybe I don't have as much time on my hands as you do. I'd rather look for um how I would dare I, you. because I prefer to refresh how dare no, you. I prefer to refresh Mac rumors and look for things I cannot afford. Like the internet is constantly saying you need this thing that you don't need. And I'm like I find myself like like researching like a new Mac 14 inch Mac pro. And I'm always like, I do it with Deborah too. We're always like shopping and it's like, and then I look at my setup and I think if I were to get this setup, it would be absolutely worse. Like if I were, cause I was thinking I could replace my Mac mini with a Mac 14 inch. So I could use three monitors instead of having the laptop and then the two monitors on the Mac mini, which makes no sense. Why don't because you have an ultra wide monitor. Uh, well, no, my monitor setup is perfect. I have no, I have two 4k monitors are lovely. I don't have an ultra wide because of work. There's it's two it's because of the way I can, I have to for, for work. Okay. I but, have one and I love uh, it. I'm sure I would, but, but is, my monitor setup is great. Everything's perfect. The only thing wrong with it is nothing's new. You know what I mean? Everything with my setup is perfect. Like, because if I were to all have three monitors on one computer, then I lose a certain amount of control because the nice thing about okay, having well, the lap that's just look now you're just, I'm just has gotten into your head. Right. I mean, it's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you why I don't have time to doom scroll, uh, Elon Musk, look, Twitter I'm trying to explain uh, as unfortunate as me, no longer talking to that De or Debbie and I no longer talking to each other. Mm -hmm. I no longer, feel the need to buy the nudist gadget ever nudist? since I stopped talking to Debbie. What are nudist gadgets? You mean like vibrators, dildos? No, no, the newest, the newest gadget. Oh, really? I don't believe you. I don't believe you for five seconds. No, I, well, part oh, of shit. it is too that like I'm you about to buy a condo whenever I find one. So I, okay. you know, I'm shifted my priority. Okay. So that's also, yeah, you were lying then. Because, I mean, my you know. iPhone, this is the longest I've gone. What do you I have? I have an iPhone 12. And that said, so this is the longest I've gone without upgrading. That's only two years. You're that's a big deal. I mean, I oh, normally please. like the longest I would go is I would skip one generation, but now I'm skipping two. Generations. I was embarrassed because I went from an 11. We've also, yeah. we've reached a point where how much more mm. can you innovate the iPhone? Lots more. What? How? I could eat your pussy out. Can't do that yet. Can't, can't eat your pussy. I don't see that. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. You got no dude. No, I think there's me. some. There's going to be an innovation that that wipes the floor with the iPhone. I mean, there's like I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, the, the uh, it's going to be like way beyond. And I don't mean it's going to be an well, iPhone. It, it, it's going to have to be a completely new form factor. Absolutely. I, there's I'm not only even, so I'm much not, you can do with the No, right. I'm saying factor. it's going to be like a game changer, like the iPhone was, like huge. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what I mean, it is. If, I, if it is, I'd, I'd be, you know, rich, which I'm not. But all these oh, rumors about totally that. come up with something. All these rumors about the goggles, and that Apple's working on a goggle, and I'm sure they are, but it's never going to see the light of day. They're not going to release that garbage. What to be like. Well, did you see that uh, Ray-Ban has a thing? Like, they yeah. have smart glasses. Well, it's, it, it's, it's just, it just has a camera. 
That's all. I've seen them because yeah, I go to the Ray-Ban store. Yeah, I would be more stupid. interested. I don't care about recording stuff. I'm more interested in augmented reality. Yeah, that it's not that. Cool. It's not that. But for augmented reality, like I, word, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want a pair of Ray-Ban Wayfarers that I can wear. And yeah. if I have sex with an ugly person, it will put a hot person's face over the ugly person's face. And what if they smell bad? Is it going to give them a better smell? Well, then that's a deal breaker. Well, that's what's going to happen, Reagan. Because smell matters. When was the last time you had sex? Please don't tell me it's still oh, been 500 years. Oh, I was just years. thinking about this. It's been uh, probably over nine years. Let's see. When was my Reagan, breakup? This is crazy. Yeah, it's been almost a, almost a decade. Oh, my I, God. I don't feel, I just don't feel compelled to have, I'm just not sex driven right now. Are you asexual like that annoying person I hate on Instagram? The one that does the Harry Potter garbage? Please tell me you've seen this awful thing. The Harry Potter no, guy? No, I... Oh, God, is I he the worst? I haven't seen that, but I think now it's he's asexual. says, Does this bring you joy? Like... Another... I want to bring you joy. Uh, he's what... like the non-binary guy. I guess I shouldn't say... They're the non-binary person. Yeah, the gerund. I'm trying no, to find I, my, my hookup. I just don't I'm... have any... It's just not what drives me right it's a antidepressant Ugh. antidepressant although my psychiatrist i said that to my psychiatrist mm-hmm. and he said it's not antidepressants because i still masturbate regularly that's bullshit like, oh, okay. i've been on antidepressants and yes it can do that and just because you can still masturbate doesn't it's it's it can still yeah that's that. kind of the way that i feel about it yeah. i just i you know how like Try, when try, mic- younger, have you tried microdosing? That urge to have, hook up. have you tried microdosing on psilocybin instead of antidepressants? I hate to, ju- I, I'm not, I'm sorry to, I don't normally like to give that kind of stuff to people because I'm not a psychiatrist, but I've, I've tried it myself and it can really like, basically, I wouldn't share this stuff normally. <clears throat> I used to take Xanax to sleep and I've, uh, microdosing made me sort of, I'm not completely withdrawn, but almost completely withdrawn from Xanax without even fucking trying. That's how crazy this this microdosing is. Like I was like, oh, I don't. I just found myself not needing it. It's 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 really interesting. The microdosing, you don't feel the you don't feel any effect from this thing. It's just like it's like a natural antidepressant. It's cool. It's working for me. So you might want to look into that. And it does all this all that all those pharmaceuticals with those side effects. These the psychedelics don't have that, you know, and it's really cool. You should read up on it. There's so much information. So it's so this is kind of depressing, that. but yeah. I not talk about it. I, you know, a couple years ago, I'd, or not a couple years ago, probably like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, I had one of my mentors uh, died. Died. He yeah. took his own life, Oof. and I think we need to talk that about really that. got into my head, mm-hmm. and I've had. I don't want to say, I don't know if it really counts as suicidal ideation because it's not like I'm cooking up places of like, okay, where would I commit suicide? How would I commit suicide? It's not that specific, Mm -hmm. but I do sometimes get the question that pops up in my head. What if this is as good as it gets? And, and that's a scary question. I mean, there's, we were talking about existential questions before, Mm -hmm. and that's just, um, well, scary question to start asking yourself. Maybe as good as it gets isn't that bad. Maybe that's good. I don't know. Is this? It depends what perhaps, this is, right? Yeah, p- perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I had back-to-back colds. 
over the last three weeks. And it made me realize how, because uh, I, I, I don't depress that often. I have anxiety issues, yeah. but true depression is just, okay. it's not something that I've struggled with that much. Right. And, but with my back to back colds, so I normally go out once a week mm-hmm. to get cocktails and meet up with friends. And, and you fucked. know, that's the social thing that yeah. I do. Yeah. And my point is that when I was sick for three weeks straight, mm-hmm. it, I realized how delicate my, my routine is yeah. because without that, uh, ability to communicate with people, to hang out with people. I was so isolated yeah. and I started getting really depressed and, and thinking about, you know, like, again, when I say suicidal thoughts, it's nothing specific, but it is kind of like, well, what would happen if this was just banned for me? If and what, then what I do had you mean? this realization. What do you that, mean if this was just the end for me? What does that mean? Like, Oh, it's so hard to put words to, um, like on Facebook, I said, I was trying to explain like the difference, or I was writing about the difference between sadness and depression. And typically if you're sad and somebody says, well, why are you sad? You can say, oh, well, right, you so-and-so and I had a falling out or, you know, you can point to something mm-hmm. and depression is more like, imagine going to the doctor and they're like, where does it hurt? And you just shrug your shoulders and you're like, I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And, and that's and then that is part of the yeah. self-destructive loop of depression because you're like, God, this is so fucked up. Like I can't even point my finger at why I just feel this ache, right? Yeah. And um, and yeah. And, and so one of the things that I did, kind of like a realization that I had through all of this sadness is mm-hmm. or or depression, I should say, is that how you know how they say like oh um suicide is such an antagonistic it's such like an aggressive thing to do to other people right Mm -hmm. and kind of a connection that i made was my friend who committed suicide that really triggered something in me where the idea of suicide became a lot more concrete to me and my ideas around suicide became, I guess, more real, like a real possibility because this was again, a mentor. So it was somebody who like, I helped me learn how to write. I modeled behavior after he was one of my instructors. And, and so, um, I was like, I would never want to do that to other people. Like if I took my own life, then I would also have to think about this isn't just a decision that you make that only affects you, right? That's such a fallacy because yeah. it affects Okay, so it's good that people. you're seeing a shrink because those thoughts, as you're describing them, I will tell you I'm a depressed person. I don't, I don't have those. I don't think that's normal, and you shouldn't be. And I don't think it's normal to, to I don't know why, I'm, maybe that's not the right way to say it. But it's good you're, I'm saying, yeah, it's good you're taking care of yourself psychiatrically because you shouldn't have, it shouldn't be a possibility to kill yourself, you know, like. 
That's just well, not an I, option. So I know I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't mean that, that I don't in want a to judgmental way. The thoughts that yeah. are going okay. through my head, yeah. right? It's not uh, like I would be more concerned if I was like, oh, this is how I would do it if I would do it, mm-hmm. or this is. It's more. It's almost like a thought experiment. You know, it's more like a philosophical question that I ask myself yeah. of. part of it is like I'm in such a holding pattern in my life and it doesn't, it it really does feel like groundhog day to me uh, where I wake up and, and groundhog day has turned into groundhog week, which I guess was kind of my point where it's like, I have this system where I go out Mm -hmm. once a week. I talk to people that that's what feeds me socially. Right. Yeah. And if I don't get fed that week, then I can really spiral. Right. But really, the connective tissue to all of this stuff is that every week is just like the same fucking thing. And when I was younger, I mean, we've known each other now for quite, you were saying it was like 18 years that you've been doing podcasts. That's right. So uh, yeah, we've known each other for yes. 18 years, I would say. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, because I've lived in California for going on 17 years. But mm-hmm. um, so we've known each other for nearly two decades, and it it, it just has felt like it previous decades of my life, I always had something cooking. I always had something going on. Reagan, the thing is, I can speak in my, in terms of my own depression, like I'm a rapid cycler. Like I feel fine this time of day, typically. Well, it's rough. I didn't nap, so it's better. But by, you know, I'm good at night, but in the morning, I take the, like, at night I go to bed, I'm happy, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a good day tomorrow, everything feels good, you know, I'm work isn't the best, but I'm surviving, I'm good, I have this, I have that, I'm okay, and, th- and then I sleep, and I wake up, every single day, every day, I wake up, and it's the end of the fucking world, nothing, everything's doom, nothing's, I'm going to get fired, my relationship's going to end, I'm going to be broke. I'm going to die, you know, in a mental hospital or, a, you know, a psychiatric institution. Nobody's going to take it. It all comes to that. And then every morning I have to go through that again. The thing that I find, and the reason I say it, the, the thing that's hard to tell why a psych- I really have to be a good psychiatrist is because you have to be, somebody has to be able to tell the difference. Like some of this is, you know, it's like the chicken and the egg. Is it the depression causing you to feel like every day is a monotony or is it, the monotony that's causing the depression. And I would say like what you describe as the monotony, a lot of people like, including myself, that's, I think that's kind of like for myself is a good thing. When I have a routine that every week is the same, like I love that. I love routine. The fact that I go to yoga every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday with exceptions when I'm feeling a little obese, I love that routine. Like, you know what I mean? That what I'm saying is you could be, Oh shit, I lost your audio, but it's back. You could, you could have, that same routine with a different attitude and say, wow, this is a sign of my success. Well, I think uh, to put a wrinkle in what you're saying, Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's not really a wrinkle. It's a point of agreement and identification. Uh, Yeah. The the structure and the routine is great for me. I thrive with that. It's Mm -hmm. when something disrupts that routine that it can really send me spiraling. So as you were speaking, I was thinking about the holidays and how suicides and depression spike during the holidays. And I really believe that part of that is it breaks people from the regular routines of their lives. Like Mm -hmm. I hate it when, um, like when pride season 
yeah. comes around because it, or, you know, any holiday or, you know, like the idea that tomorrow everything is going to be closed. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. I, I like the predictability of go, knowing, OK, if I want to go out to lunch, this is where I can go out to lunch. Yeah. This is the day that I'm going to be able to talk to people. And and uh, but it's such a delicate balance in my life right now. And I'm sure a lot of this is just <laughs> midlife crisis. Yeah. and and not being at a point in my life where uh, like I would like to be in a relationship and I had uh, to have another dog and there mm. were just things in life that I thought I would have by now that I don't have and right. so much of that is a prison of my own construction I don't know if you saw on Instagram but um I recently painted my, I mean, just on Monday, I painted my office at work and I've been in that office for, you know, a while. My, my Instagram <laughs> you know, doesn't like, show me anything about my friends' lives. My Instagram only shows me things that annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> so I guess that's a compliment. <laughs> it does. Like I've the algorithm's working. It has never shown me like your kitchen. It just shows me the same fucking six foot eight <laughs> gay guy who's hairy, and that's all he does is stand in his fucking hallway and hold the you know show how tall he is, and then he'll like boxers or briefs. And that's well, I all think I part fucking of the reason see. Of that is is that the algorithm knows. How right. long you pause on yeah, something? I like know. if you're scrolling, 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 <laughs> but then you stop. Oh God! At, to to look at pictures of French bulldogs uh, or bodybuilders or whatever. I'm, I'm projecting right now, uh, but then it knows to give you more of that. So my office isn't that interesting. <laughs> but po point being, like, I've spent all this time with like that. You know, you complain about like the beige of office. Like my right. office has always just been so tacky and awful. And I, finally, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I'm gonna actually make my office reflect my aesthetics. Is this your office office? I'm interested in. Why did I wait so long to do that? Is this your office office or your home? This is my office at on campus. Skill. It's skill. At Skillo. Mm -hmm. And it looks great. Like I um. There was a day, there's a movie theater right next to my gym and I was taking the escalator up and I saw the movie theater posters outside and they had Barbarian and that movie Pearl and they're both horror movies with red posters. And I saw them side by side. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if I got like eight red horror movie posters yeah, and then put them against a Navy wall. And that's what I ended up doing. But why did it take so long? I, I mean, I guess the, the takeaway is that there are things that I can do to modify my routine to make it reflect who I am and my values and the things that I'm into. And wait, I have um, a clip for the pearl. Why don't you take the pussy and roll it on that pearl? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you take the pussy and roll it on that pearl? Is that what pearl's about? Him? Is that what? It is. It is. <laughs> you would like it's pearl, about clitoris. Actually. Pearl was Rachel's dog. Very sad it passed. Rachel Kahn? Mm -hmm. Is she in Hawaii now? Yeah, she's in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Doing lesbian Reiki or something? I think she she's teaching Zumba. She seems pretty happy. Yeah. Is her hair still really long? Yeah. I want her to come back That's on the good. show. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk about her. I'm. 
and in a bad way. I'm not going to talk about um, Katie Hopkins either. Don't even start. Who's Katie Hopkins? That person I posted on Twitter, and then you, I said, whatever happened to her? And you said, well, did she go to Hawaii to teach Reiki? Okay, hold on. Let me read about her. Oh, my gosh. She looks so old, and she's only a year older than me. We're talking (gasps) about Katie Hopkins, right? Katie Katie Hopkins is an English media personality, far-right political commentator. She was a contestant on the third season of The Apprentice. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, this just gets worse and worse. He's awful. Yeah. Oh, how is she only a year older than me? I have no idea. I thought she was a hundred. She looks so old and disgusting. Maybe, you know, what does that tell Mm -hmm. me? So what are you and your wife doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, so glad you asked because I wanted to complain about it. But well, we were playing, you know, we usually host every year and we cook. But this year we didn't. Well, my wife said, no, we're not going to do that because, you know, it's somebody else's turn. So I called my sister. I said, well, I just want to let you know, you know, we're, I just want to find out if you're doing anything because we're not hosting this year. I just want to you know, see what you're up to. She said, oh, you can come over. So we're going to go to her house. But, and she's catering it, which my wife hates because she's like, oh, you should only cook. Nobody should cater. I That's agree with that. Anti- I agree whatever. with your wife. Well, I like, I like free food. I don't care. They're having prime ribs. And then the um, the salmon. So Jewish. Yeah, it's so Jewish it's to do Jewish. prime rib on Thanksgiving. No, it's not for not in our family. It's it's very nouveau riche, and my sister's trying to be nouveau riche, I think. But so then, uh, yes. Okay. So we're planning this. We're going to bring our friend Mayon, who you know she usually comes to our place, and she, so she's letting us come. And then Jennifer texts me. My sister texts me last night. She says, "Oh." Uh, my nephew has the flu- influenza, so I need to let you know that he has the influenza, and we'll keep him in the basement, so you can still come. <laughs> <laughs> <We'll>... <laughs> My boss had How the same. How old is he now? How old are your niece and nephew? He's now? he's just in his first year of college, so he's like uh-huh. eighteen. He's at school in some school in Portland, uh, in Oregon, and near Andy Melton's house. I don't know. You know the name of this school? I don't. It's in like. Rural Portland, where you know you can take mushrooms. The rural girl. The rural girl. Oh, yeah, and so hard. so he's going to be downstairs, and we're well, we're still we're still going to go, but I may end up with a flu. I just hope I don't get it until it's time to go back to work. So, you how know. old is your niece now? God, she's twenty one. Oh my god! I mean, I remember y'all doing the candy reviews. That's very odd to me. I still haven't edited several of them. That's what's even more ridiculous. <laughs> It's in my backlog. Yeah. She's in, I guess, her last year. She's majoring in art, which is amazing. Because, like, she was getting that whole thing where they were trying to be, you need to be practical. And I'm like, no, you need to do what you like doing. And you're a talented artist. And, you know, you do you. And, you know, I'm not saying it's because of my influence. She has plenty of other influences. But I'm just glad that she's doing what she wants to do. What is she going to do with her degree? In art? Uh Uh-huh. Well, I'm guessing make art. I don't know. What do artists do? Well, I mean, don't some of them go on to start galleries or work in galleries? Oh, yeah. She's going to be a famous uh, artist and have her own gallery and um, be in museums. I think that's the plan. Well, what kind of art art does she create? Um, She does a lot of conceptual stuff. Like she made a chicken that you can milk. I thought that was cool. (laughs) 
that is very cool. Yeah, and that, but she did that when she was still in high school. She's done a lot of stuff. Um, stuff with I don't really know to be honest. A lot of I haven't really been keeping up with it. She takes pictures of like writing on her legs every day, and she's an improv. She's she's got an improv trip where she she writes. Oh, that's horrible. You no, but it's, no, it's like skits though. There. It's not improv. I shouldn't say improv. It's it's skit. It's a what do you call it? It's it's oh, where sketch you write comedy. sketch comedy. Yeah, she's doing that. She's been doing that for over okay. A year. I can get into sketch comedy, yeah. but nothing is worse than improv. I know. I went to the improv classes. It was fucking awful. I took five oh, semesters of that garbage. You know, I did improv when I lived in Austin many uh-huh. moons ago, and I was very good. Whenever it was like a monologue, yeah, I could do it. But anything that a scene that involved other people, I was terrible. Because I, I, I can't listen to anybody. I can't tell you how many times they stopped the scene. They said, Madge, Madge, what? You can't you can't say bitch. You can't make fun of retarded people. You can't talk like an autistic. I'm like, it's not autistic. It was a hair lip. I was talking helium. Oh, you can't do that, Madge. I'm like, oh, oh you yeah, know I what? Fuck that. off. They didn't like your humor. No, they don't. And then I did a like a little... Um, <clears throat> I did a, a stand-up comedy bit, and people loved it, and they wouldn't bring me back because it was so politically incorrect when I talked about, you know, like um, being trans fat and stuff like that, you know. Well, here's another example of how things evolve and things change. So uh-huh. we just don't live in a world where people can say anything right? and with the conceit of humor and mm. and for better and for worse i don't think it's an uh you know one of the thinking errors that i have to deal with mm. with my anxiety is all or nothing thinking right where this is either a really good thing or it's a really bad thing it, there's a little bit of both yes uh, built into all of that stuff and and we see that i mean this is why people are so hooked into the elon musk takeover of twitter because he's yeah. reinstating all these far-right people and yeah. hate groups and, right. and 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 then in the wake of all of this not saying that there's causation you see hate crimes against gay and lesbian people yeah. on the rise and uh yeah i mean it's, it's a difficult time i do i do miss a reverent humor where people didn't have to be so apologetic about everything that they said about, uh, yeah. But then yeah. you have people like Elon Musk who thinks he's so funny and he's not, there's no irony built into anything that he does. And I, I just know. don't like how, like there's this club of the duty heads, like Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson, um, Joe Rogan, they all seem to sort of be, I don't know. It's like, I feel like there's a club and they just all hang out together. They just, they, it's, they it's tap incestuous. into white rage, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Here's the thing. Speaker location has an effect on the message that is being delivered. Right. What? And speaker location. I don't understand. So like, so, so like who you are, yeah. your identity, but beyond your identity also like, Sarah Silverman made this really interesting point about Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. and how Dave Chappelle, before he, you know, like in the era of the Chappelle show, he could get away with all this like really cutting edge humor. And like he had that one character, Clayton Bigsby, who was <laughs> a black guy who was blind and he didn't know he was black. So he was a white supremacist. Yeah. And, and, and 
But now he's so far removed from kind of understanding what is happening. Like his finger is no longer on the pulse of what common people are thinking, Mm -hmm. right? So he's not edgy. So when he's like making fun of trans people or making fun of Jewish people or it just shows how detached from reality he is. It's the same thing with Kanye West, right? Like I remember when Kanye West's career was just kind of like amping up and he went on right after Hurricane Katrina and made the statement, George Bush doesn't care about black people, right? But now you look at him and he's just so detached from the sort of um, commentary in his art that initially made him what he was. And so I guess that's what I mean when I say that the location so, of the scene, for, like, so you're using so rich. you're using Kanye West and Dave Chappelle as examples of white rage being tapped into. Well, no, no, no. That's kind of I funny. Mean, white rage it would shows. Be another example no, you're making uh, a point uh, though. It. Without like, you're making an interesting point because you're making the point that it's really about class more than race, which I do agree yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Although some t- a lot of time, most of the time, class and race are really hard to untangle. See, from but I, for me, it's but, but to I your don't. Point, yeah, it is. I don't funny put, that I used examples of two black. I mean, <laughs> Kanye West is severely mentally ill and untreated, in my opinion, and he's got this. Da- you know, the danger is he's fucking a billionaire and has tons of power. And it's awful. But I don't put Dave Chappelle in that same category. I mean, like, I really. Yeah. I don't not. I mean, like, I I can't tell you what I think of the SNL monologue. I didn't finish watching it, to be honest, but it was borderline for me. But the the um, because I'm real sensitive with anything related to Holocaust. That's my personal vantage point. But his that last special where he talked about the trans stuff. I didn't find anything about that offensive. I thought he made a lot of sense and I thought he was really misunderstood. Um, I, but no, I don't, I, I don't I think there's the same um, as Kanye. I, I think when you were, like, to me, uh, what crossed the line for me was when you're comparing trans genitalia to hamburger helper. I mean, that to me is... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. I, I laughed. I, now, but so but again, again, like, I understand your inclination to laugh. Mm. Like, there, I was... Um, Christina Applegate just got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which I know kind of seems vapid, but... I, no, it, I like her. It made me... So when I was growing up, I only got the Fox television network yeah. in my bedroom. <laughs> so I grew up watching shows like Married with Children. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that um, show. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So great. And yeah. so I I did this deep dive on Married with Children on mm-hmm. YouTube. And oh. I discovered that Amanda Burse, who played the next door neighbor, yeah, you know, the real yeah, yeah. uptight woman who is a lesbian yeah. in real life and, mm. and directed most of the episodes of Married with Children later uh, on the run of the series. But she uh-huh. and um, Ed O'Neill, who played Al Bundy, did not get along. Okay. And they were really, and to this day, do not get along. Uh-huh. And really the straw that broke the camel's back, as Amanda Burst tells it, is she was getting married to her wife and she did not invite Ed O'Neill or David Faustino to the wedding. They were the only two people who didn't get invited. Yeah. And so Ed O'Neill went to her office and was like, what is going on? Like, why aren't you inviting? And she said, well, I just kind of got the feeling that if I invited you and David, that you would see me and my wife walking down the aisle in tuxedos and the two of you would be snickering 
at it. And that's not the type of energy that I wanted to bring to my wedding. Yeah. And at O'Neill in this interview, or no, he says it in the interview and he, he says, and I said to her, I'm like, Amanda, what could possibly be funny about two women walking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so again, challenging the all or nothing thinking, like one side of me, I'm like, oh, I so in other words, in other words, they weren't acting because it sounds just like the show, (laughs) right? It sounds just like the the show. Even the way she talked about, because you know, she does get butcher as the series goes on, and so the way he's talking about it is so like it triggers me in ways that like I'm like, oh, I understand how this could totally be interpreted as homophobic. It is homophobic, right? Yeah. But he's like, yeah, she comes on in the first couple seasons. She's like, she's the more feminine type yeah. of, you know, and she, she's, she's cute, you know, yeah. like she's really cute. But then she gets in this relationship and she, because she takes on the more masculine role, right. like even the way he's talking yeah. about it, but he, at the same time, he's right. It, there yeah. is something that is just kind of inherently funny about it. Well, something can be homophobic it, and funny at the same time. Yes. Yeah, you may not yeah. like it, but it's yeah. true. And, and we've reached this point in our culture where it we only allow it to be one thing. We only allow yeah. it to, right. you know, right. to, to fit into one of those categories. And it's yeah. one of the things that I tell my students in gender. I say, you know, we're learning all this theory that teaches you to be critical of right. the way that gender and sexuality and race are socially constructed and all of that stuff's important, yeah. but it's okay. If you watch something yeah. like I watched the bad girls club, which I'm sure many feminists would look at it and be like, oh, this is exactly what's wrong with objectifying women. And, mm-hmm. and, but these shows are designed in such a way to tap into parts of our mind that right. we get enjoyment out of, of course. right? And, and these things are not mutually exclusive. Well, so it's I, okay yeah. to enjoy something, have you, have you but read also this, be critical of it. Have you read this book called Species? Or no, Sapiens, not Species. Sapiens. Um, no, but when you okay. say species, I think of Jerry Blank saying, yeah. you know what I mean, Orlando, somebody of my species. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's a book, it's really about the history of mankind and evolution, takes a lot, makes it a very narrative thing from, it's, it's a fascinating book. But one thing he talks about, he makes this point that keeps I keep thinking about is that he says, when you want to understand a culture, you have to look at how they, where the contradictions are. And I think that's true of people too. You have to see where do they contradict themselves. And that's, you know, that's really, yeah, it, it's hard to explain why that makes sense, but I think it does. I think you learn a lot about it people does. by seeing where yeah. the conflicts are and acknowledging them. And yeah, so the hamburger meat comment made me laugh. And yes, it's deeply offensive at the same time, but you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, whatever, but, I and want, I guess everybody's uh, calculus is going to be different, right? Like, you yeah. know, for you, you can hear the hamburger thing. And right. Laugh it's subjective. And, like, and that's okay, the, the point. Me is, it's subjective. You know, it, it, it is kind of like a, okay, it's a transaction yeah. almost. Like, can, can he, does he have the cultural capital to make that type of joke right. to where it's funny enough to outweigh 
how potentially offensive see, it is. I don't. And to me, he does. He does not. Oh, that's 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 fair of you to say that. But at the same time, at the same time, you can't expect people to do that kind of calculus. It's like this argument that says you can say something offensive as long as it's funny. But you can't. Yeah, nobody says something that's funny 100 percent of the time. You know what I mean? You just. Well, this is why we have it's, it's, this is why we hard. have the debate over Chappelle, right? Yeah. We have people who are Team Chappelle and who are going to say, okay, yeah. what he says is funny, and then you have a backlash. I mean, I think both responses are valid, right? Um, and, and the important thing is the philosophical conversation that emerges yeah. in, in the wake of that comedy, and maybe that's part of the point of comedy it is. to I, I spark think, some of those conversations. I think Chappelle knows what he's doing and he takes chances and he's not going to be right all the time, but he's not going to be wrong all the time either. I want to play this Sanford and Son clip. And if it doesn't make, if it doesn't translate without the video, I'm sorry, but I want to at okay, least play part you, of it. Before uh, you do that, yeah. I just want to say one thing about the Chappelle stuff. Yeah, okay. See my, my problem with Chappelle okay. ultimately is that I'd never see him say mea culpa. And I would have mm -hmm. more respect for that mm -hmm. than, like, for instance... Apologize. Um, so, so, yeah, Sarah Silverman looks back at her, her career, and I think she overdoes the mea culpa. She okay. looks back at some of her shtick, and she's like, oh, I would not go, you know, like, a lot of the Jesus is magic stuff, she's like, I shouldn't have said X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you're way being an apologist for some of your past work. Like, you're... Yeah. when you shouldn't be. I have a problem with somebody who's not able to look at mistakes they may have made or even entertain the possibility that they make a mistake. Yeah. And that is my problem with Chappelle. Okay. All right. So I'm going to try this. If it's, if it's obvious that it doesn't translate, I'll stop. But it's just a couple of minutes. Okay. So like, I'm going to try and pause it and tell you what's on the screen a little bit. So it, right now, this is just showing the Sanford and Son logo. And so it's basically Trump is always Fred Sanford and the person who plays Ann Astor very so. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, so in walked, before I play this, I know this is ridiculous, but in walked Nancy Pelosi and uh, who's the guy who ran for president, the Mormon, what's his name? Um, oh, um... Face. The guy who put the dog on the top of the car, yes. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney and Nancy Pelosi walks in, and this is Trump talking to him. <laughs> Just what I needed now, a wino and a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, right? Uh, here's How much did you weigh before you lost the 40 pounds? Okay, so it's Don Jr. as, um, okay, Don Jr. as the son, Fred Sanford's son, and and then uh, so on the couch is <laughs> what's her name the one that ran for I don't know why I can't remember anything the uh, the governor of Stacey Abrams is on the couch as Ann Esther I think okay, okay. remember see I'm one of those unlucky people the least little thing I eat and I just blow up I think it's glands well you better stop messing with them glands <laughs> well Pop are you gonna help me with this garden now. Son, I did my part. I got us a, a scarecrow. Nancy Pelosi. This is guaranteed to scare away slugs and snails and, and birds. I didn't know that you were entered in that contest. I didn't know. 
This is Hillary Clinton and Bill is sitting next to her. Enter into okay. it, I'm gonna win it. Wrong. This, that's the first place you can enter that contest because you're not eligible. See, one of the things you have to be is as a part of a certain race. What race? Human. <laughs> Do like I tell you, forget about that. Bow out. Keep yourself from being embarrassed. Why should I be embarrassed? I got everything it takes to win that contest. When I was born, my body was blessed by Mother Nature, honey. It's Hillary. And as you got older, it was cursed by Father Time. I, I have to send it to you. It's not really working, but it's just the way that he makes the face sink, with, and it's just good. Anyway. Send me a link to it. I'm embarrassed. I want to see it. Yeah, I, I have to send it to you on Facebook because I don't understand how it works otherwise. Oh, fuck. Now I accidentally it? liked it. I accidentally liked it. And now my Trump friend thinks I'm going to... I hate Trump now. Great. I, I guess I can unlike it. I'm sending it to you now. There. Yeah, it's Facebook, so I don't know how to like send it in a better way. Sorry. Anyway, I should go, okay. but... Um, okay, yeah. And, I'm going to yeah. go out tonight. Are you? I'm going to drink. You really, need yeah, to, you really I, need to take care of that pussy because now I know that you want to find the love of your life. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying you should go out and get you some AIDS or some syphilis herpes. And I don't certainly don't want to be blamed if you get it tonight, but you need to get, you need to. Yeah. I think you should get laid, you know, and you're, I love on that your you're encouraging me to hook up with like super strains yeah. of COVID RSV, Flu, right. super flu, super, super RSV. AIDS, Ganasifa, super gonorrhea. Ganasifa herpalades, RSV, vid. <laughs> Ganasifa super AIDS. Ganasifa, it's, it's like a I whole like musical that. now. Ganasifa super AIDS, XBL, and, yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, have a happy Thanksgiving, Nyanj. You too. And, um, if you and your wife can get out to see a movie, definitely go see the menu because I know you will love it. Okay. I'll try. Okay, honey. I'm going to go play Zinka Milanoff now. Yay, okay. Steve. Bye, honey. Squish sound. Bye, honey. Okay, now, audience, I'm going to play uh, Zinka Milanoff, the great Zinka Milanoff. I hope I haven't played this so far or yet, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to finna, um, <clears throat> play the whole first side right now and then next week we play the second first side and by the way thank you to Barbara who bought the Rusty Warren album all my albums are for sale so just email me bloatedlesbian at gmail.com if you want any of them I still have them you know I'll sell them to you on my wife's website God knows she needs it with the because they closed her Amazon I, I talked about that before Amazon's a fucking shithole anyway here's Sink of Milanoff Sinker. I don't know.
giunto che dirò che dirò I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. Oh, sorry, Zinka. Here's the problem. I just real—I was going through my notes and it sounded familiar. I've already played that album. I did a grum where I um, played that as I did a walking tour with uh, a, a grum. A few, where's my phone? So anyway, I'm sorry about that, but I, I can't repeat myself in that way. I, I just embarrassing. Where's my phone? Uh, so I'm. I should have put that in the the pile. I put my records where I'm gonna when I'm gonna when they're ready to sell in a pile. I'm just so confused. So just bear with me, audience. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put the other. So I know. I know. Huh, it's hard to do this with everything fucked up. I know that um. Oh, everything's a mess. Um, the album that I'm going to play now. Uh, I haven't played this because I just bought it in Florida. Jeanette McDonald and Nelson Eddy, Favorites in Stereo. This should be quite horrible. Uh, and I don't even have time to clean it, so hopefully it's not too scratched. Whatever. Here we go. Oh, sorry about all that mess. At least it's not a repeat. Fuck is this? Thrill 
do, I can't forget you. Sometimes I wish that I had never met you. Rule me 
Serve your prolapse. Yeah. That's what you want. 